0: I'm Dina, I'm Nikki, and we're your hosts for CBD MagCast. CBD MagCast is devoted to the legalization of cannabis and its impact in your community.
1: Visit us at CannabisBeyondDope.com. Hey Nikki. Hi Dina.
0: How are you doing today? Good, how are you? doing very well. We got to see a bunch of stuff before we started the interview today, but we're here with Lo. Please do us a favor, introduce yourself, your company, and tell us what you do and why you do it. Sure.
2: Hello everybody, I'm Lo Friesen with Halo. What we do is make a CO2 extract that's as close to the plant as possible. So what that means is we make vape cartridges, packs, pods, topicals, all sorts of products to benefit your lifestyle and meet experiences that you're looking for, and keeping that, again, profile as close to the plant as possible. Nice! And when did you start? So, we launched last year in August of 2017, and we've been meeting the needs of customers looking for specific experiences. So, whether that means they know exactly what they're looking for, or specific terpene that works with their bodies, or a specific cannabinoid profile. We have a lot of customers looking for the rare cannabinoids, so like CBG or THCV or CBC, just trying to give the customer as much information as possible so that they can make the decision that's best for them.
0: Nice, and would you spell your logo and then explain how you came to have your logo as
2: Halo? Because it isn't as normal people would think. Halo is spelled H-E-Y-L-O, and it's kind of a play on words both with the halo that it feels like you have after having some cannabis. Also uh, my nickname is Lo, and so um, you'll hear in the lab quite often people asking, Hey Lo. Mm -hmm. It's been a fun development. The logo actually, the, the woman, she actually came from a Mother Earth type image. So that was our goal was to convey the environmental side of our mission, which is to support outdoor growers and more sustainable farming and create minimal waste in this industry that often has a lot of waste to create a product that creates as minimal waste as possible. So with cannabis product, our waste material actually goes to either alcohol extractors that are looking for more cannabinoids out of that plant material that we've already extracted or to farmers that use it to enrich their soil. So it's a compostable material and we're happy to contribute it to their living soil. And then our water and our wax byproducts actually get used in our topicals and some other products that we're currently developing.
0: We're excited about the currently developing part, actually, because you mentioned that a couple times, so we'll be on the lookout. Very excited. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to
2: l- release too much information just yet. So. No, but we do want
0: to emphasize that we're teasing you that new products are coming out. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How long have you been in the cannabis industry in general?
2: Yeah, so um, I started a year ago here, but I actually entered the cannabis industry about three and a half years ago. I moved here from Chicago, so I'm actually a chemist, went to school for chemistry, and then I worked for a hospital for a couple years in Chicago, pursuing medicine, but then life tells you which direction you're supposed to go into, so that's how I ended up in Seattle. I just booked a one-way ticket, knew I wanted to get into the cannabis industry, and I met with Eden Labs, which is a manufacturing company that builds CO2 extraction equipment, along with some other equipment. They basically recruited me after meeting and meshing really well at a conference in Chicago, and that was a perfect segue into the industry without having to commit too much to it. I was able to understand a lot about the ancillary side, about the extraction side, and botanical extraction as a whole before I started with cannabis extraction specifically. And so they're local here in Seattle, so luckily I was able to Come right into a, an amazing market. Uh, Washington is one of the most interesting cannabis markets in the country I would say. That's kind of why I didn't pick Colorado or California in the first place. I think Washington was set up for something that's potentially going to go national. So I worked for them and then after that I worked for another processor where I got to dip my feet in a little bit more with cannabis extraction specifically and then that company actually failed and I took that opportunity to purchase the license and start my own company. Okay. Yeah, so at this facility. At this facility. Wow, very cool. So you had a
1: chance to try out, try and fail a lot of different extraction methods
2: and products out there, kind of before launching it under your own name. Right, I've never done uh, hydrocarbon extraction, I will say that, but I've definitely uh, done alcohol extraction and have experienced quite a few different types of CO2 extractions and CO2 extraction equipment. I actually do quite a bit of consulting as well, a lot of side hustles. That helps me learn a lot more and also help other people get started up. There's a lot of mistakes that you make when you first start any company, and my goal is to help people get started faster, get over those first mistakes, and help them through any mistakes that they make in the development process. I work with companies in Canada, I work with companies on the East Coast. No companies here, but we're expanding from here to um, try and get enter some other states.
1: That's great. Well, it sounds like you're a team player and I think that's what this industry really needs a little bit more of is people that want to, you know, raise the industry up as a whole and not just make a buck while
2: they have a chance, so. Yeah, it's definitely going to be difficult to quickly make money in this industry, especially in Washington State. The market is very saturated and so... My goal has never been to, I mean, obviously you need to make money to survive and grow, but it's really to just reinforce that there's not just one thing about this plant that makes it special. It's, it's everything from the growing methods, from we work with a company that provides most of our CBD material, and they actually are trying to prove that small scale farming is sustainable and they're doing incredible work. We're working with a company called Burnwell that has an interesting growing method and trying to make indoor growing sustainable. I mean, it's just been really great partnering with companies like that, where they're trying to make change. Cascade Gnome is another company we work with that's outdoor and they use chickens and ducks along with some predatory mites and predatory bugs to try and, to try and mitigate any other bugs. But it's really cool seeing these types of farm methods being used to create sustainable and clean products and that's what we're striving to promote and to be part of that movement. The other thing that we're working towards is creating a community around this cannabis space with which doesn't necessarily match with what everybody thinks the cannabis community is. Whether that's our concert series called Halo Sessions, our educational events that we have quite frequently. We host a ton of groups here the space that they can use for free, we we have a lot of space and whatever we can do to facilitate that community. So one of the big groups we host is CanSTEM. It's a cannabis science, technology, engineering, and math group where every month we meet and, and just have a 45-minute presentation on some cool cannabis information or science. And then we network just as nerds ourselves. So that's grown. The group's one-year anniversary is next week, October 10th. We're hosting that here, so that's going to be fun. And then we're hosting a new group that's called the Colored Cannabis Community, which is uh, some something you guys have been a part of, right? Yeah, that's where I went last week and met a couple
1: of your team members, which was awesome because I've been a big fan of the Halo brand pretty much since you guys launched about a year ago, but we don't carry on my store yet.
2: So oh, well, maybe we can change that. <laughs>
1: And I'm super excited about that group, like I said, I was very stoked to hear about the Halo involvement because that's, that's our goal too, is to educate folks and, and bring the cannabis community to a place that's inviting and not so stigmatized and not so ostracized.
2: Yeah, we do our best, we have all our standard operating procedures, and we um, I, I come from a lab background, so my goal is to create a lab within a warehouse. You can see that our space is in the typical chemistry lab. Alongside that, we also want to share with the community And you know, non-users too, what it looks like to see a manufacturing company making products like this, and show them that yes, we have nothing to hide. We're following the rules. We're following the rules, not only just the the cannabis-specific Washington laws. We're following good manufacturing practices, chemistry involvement, and and everybody knows everybody on our team our goal is to show them what it looks like and have people ask questions we are our ideal customer or our ideal person that comes through the lab or our ideal goal is to inspire consumers to learn more because you can only get a better experience from learning more we have a lot of people that say they can only use cbd or they can't use CBD because it makes them sleepy, or they can't use concentrates even because it's not like smoking flour. And we take that on as an opportunity to help them understand what exactly they're looking for in that product to try and see if we can meet the needs after they understand what we have available. And it's not for everybody, that's definitely sure, but you know, we wanna just, again, provide as much information as we can to help customers um, make a good decision
0: you had said too that you were working with outdoor farms Mm -hmm. a lot of them are under peril right now are you seeing the results of that are you having conversations with those farms and is it worry you that 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 inventory won't be available to you
2: It, it has been a concern since we started because we know that outdoor farms often can't compete with the indoor market mostly because I think it's both the consumers as well as bud tenders that are a little bit biased against them because they don't look like every trimmed bud looks like in the magazine. They also struggle with the market in each location. So there's a lot of market share for, I think, outdoor grows in eastern Washington, whereas like in the heart of Seattle, companies are looking for indoor companies that are also local. So that's, that's a competition in itself. But I think that the companies that we've worked with that are outdoor are learning how to adapt to that and maybe that means that they have a greenhouse on site that they do a lot of greenhouse grows indoor, in there and that creates a product that's a little bit more attractive to consumers. but. They're finding outlets like Halo or other companies that are trying to purchase wholesale. And we buy at 40 pounds at a time. And if you have an outdoor grow, then you can move through material pretty regularly if you just keep set up that supply chain. I think one thing that outdoor grows would benefit from is not doing the whole race to the bottom. I think that everybody could benefit from that because some people tried from the beginning to just hook up with a big processor and sell hundreds of pounds of material but at a like a such a slim margin that they couldn't recoup their investment over time and that's when you're ending up in a position where it's not sustainable we do see that and it's really sad and that's why we're trying to do our part by connecting like i've really pride myself on being a connector of people and if i can help a farm even if i'm not working with them to sell their product somehow um, that just benefits the market as a whole yeah that's great
1: yeah i I love the idea the transparency the cannabis has been so long behind closed doors and yours is so wide open you're like no come look at us please like you know check it out find something wrong you know tell me about it absolutely that's that's really great and, and it's something that we haven't heard too much of Yet, I wonder since you know about a year ago, how has your role changed here?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm getting phased out. Yay! Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we have <laughs> some different you
1: know, bigger to fry.
2: Yeah, back then I was doing everything. I was doing the extractions, I was doing the packaging, I was selling the product and honestly it was really fun like that's some of the most fun times i think in growing a business is getting in the trenches and saying okay i'm gonna there, there's a wake up call at some point where you're like, whoa! I have to teach somebody how to do this because there's not, there's only one of me, and in order to grow your business, you have to be creating these other opportunities, and you do have to let go of those other things. I am so proud of the team that we have here. I keep begging people to like stop interviewing me and start interviewing them. So I hope that you can take some time to do that at some point. We just have some stellar people in our team that that do everything I used to do, and so. My role has changed from doing everything to doing very little in the lab, and I always tell my team that I try to dress up so that I don't go in the lab because I end up just being like a hovering person that gets in the way, but it, it's really hard to detach yourself from the oil. It's You saw the big beakers of oil, it just smells so good, and the lab smells good all the time I would say, but there's nothing like that fresh extraction hole that you're just like wafted with terpenes. and. Your day is lifted you get
0: that contact tiein from the maple syrupy smell we didn't have that uh, a chance to enjoy that smell I, mean, I didn't realize that it was that
2: oh yeah sweet
0: and beautiful and, and sticky pungent and all those
2: things yeah and I that was only one like there's there's so many jars over there that have very distinct aromas and whatever you're looking for we got it but yeah so my role has changed from doing everything to um, more business development. We have more employees than ever before, so I have to do a lot of HR and admin work. But I think I mentioned this before, I do a lot of consulting as well. So my goal is to create a well-oiled machine here so that we can create opportunities for ourselves elsewhere. And that includes consulting, but also expansion. So my family is trying to get started in Ohio right now. We're always open to licensing opportunities. And I imagine that your packed Pods would be like the $60 packed Pods. Right.
1: That's again as as somebody who just like sees a Halo T-shirt, and I'm like,
2: I want everything. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, thank you for saying that.
1: You're welcome. No brand, branding has a lot to do with that. Yeah.
2: That's why we worked really hard to create a brand that uh, people would connect with and yeah. would convey our vision yes. for our part in the industry. Mm-hmm. And you're right; we're a niche, we're a craft yeah. company. We may end up growing to be a big company, but we will never be never be like a what would people would call like a Budweiser or something like that. We're always going to be that craft market because we are trying to address that. Right. We know a lot of consumers. My goal was to create a product that consumers who've never tried cannabis before would feel comfortable trying for the first time. Whether that's our remedy cartridge, which is you know, 60% CBD, 3% THC, all the way up to, you know, our Grand Hindu Sour, which is like a really stony experience, and everything in between. Yeah, I know, we just went, rrrr. Yeah, yeah, that's a blend we did with Burnwell. Yeah, that sounds uh, delightful. Yeah, it's really high in limonene, and so we talk about terpenes, we're like, what terpene do you want? And we talk about the cannabinoids, like... What profile do you want whether it's a one-to-one cbd to thc ratio or something with high cbg in it we have a lot with high cbg in it which are just like general mood lifters and then we have a couple coming out We, we have one out right now but a cbn high cartridge which is our granddaddy purple and just like the stories we hear about how well people sleep with that there's so much more than just what we know right now too like i'm learning more and more that we expand the different types of products that we do um, and and we get this feedback from people where it's like exactly on point where our jacks girl like no one could fall asleep with that cartridge like it's just the most social like the perfect thing to go out before you go dancing just a really fun product but we we once did a blind test every single person guessed the flavor correctly from our previous feedback and was on the same note of like yes that's exactly I do believe that there's more than just the terpene and cannabinoid profiles. Like, there's something else beyond that that we don't know yet. And that's that's one of the most frustrating things right now is not knowing.
1: Don't you think that, well, I think that that's the endocannabinoid system mm-hmm. of the person, you know? It's that, like, there's, you know, and
2: Dr. Machulam says
1: that you, the endocannabinoid system and, like, what different people are missing or have more of or less of might attribute to all of the different personalities that we see. That might be why people are different. Oh, yeah. Is the endocannabinoid system, and so, and that's something that like we'll probably never be able to put a handle on because it's like psychology. It's like right. we can talk about the brain all we want, but every single psychologist has a different understanding of how that works. Yep, and that's I think what we're gonna run into with cannabis, which is you know it, it's its own its own bear. But at least having like a face on that, then you can yeah. make your further decisions. But that's what I do want to touch on. Um, Extra at some point is the how you label your packages mm-hmm. with terpenes and the cannabinoids and the like moods and effects that you that you get. So How, yeah. how does that go down?
2: Actually, uh, Jack's Girl is one of the first products that we brought on, and also was one of the most influential products in our product line because it's genetically an indica. So it comes from G13, AFPAC, and White Widow crosses, and the plant is genetically an indica. And I've never seen it live before. It does apparently have the characteristics of a, an indica plant. However, when you consume the product, first of all, the terpene profile is really high in limonene. We know limonene is like this energetic upper terpene, and it's, it's about 0.4% myrcene. And myrcene is currently known as the sleepy, kind of like couch potato, couch Mm. lock terpene. And so a lot of the strains that are out there do have high myrcene, because a lot of people want to feel that way. But when we found this product, first knowing it's an indica, and second having this vastly different experience from an indica, meaning we could not go to sleep, but in all the best ways like you just wanted to like have so much fun and it's a great social strain where you just want to like chat and get to know each other and literally the, the most common phrase uh, when we were trying the product meaning uh, we would give it to people to try and sampling through our friends and Through our team now, we have quite a a few more people to try in-house. But we have a review process, and so what that means is they review the flavor, the color of the oil, just everything you would need to know when a consumer would be evaluating the product. And so that also includes the experience that they had and activities that they wanted to do well on the product. Jack's Girl came in strong with the the energizing, social, summertime, fun, concert series type of product. that segued our whole labeling process because we could not put indica on the box if we were to put this product out because mm-hmm. I know that a buttender would be like indica, I'm going to give this to somebody who came in asking for an indica. Instead, we put a scale, daytime to nighttime, and what that's supposed to indicate is a quick glance um, whether it's good for daytime or nighttime. And we put uh, activities that are good to pair with it, which also come from the feedback forms. We put the terpene profile in case you know that yourself does well with terpinolene but not with pinene or something. That way you, or or a consumer just gets curious and is like, what is this weird name on the box? We put all the, try to put all the cannabinoids on there. And then with our PAX pods, we actually have a really cool stamp on there called a stamp, And that's from a group called Cannabinder where they had developed this wheel, it's a color wheel, that indicates all the terpenes in there and based on how thick the pie piece is, whether it's like a sliver or really, really, really big, that indicates the concentration of that particular terpene and then on the inside of the wheel it has a cannabinoid wheel too so you can see the difference in THC and CBD. Now, what I love about it is that it's inviting somebody to look visually at the analytics of the product without associating percentages. Yeah. So we're taking away the potency factor and just inviting somebody to look at this, these colors and say, I had this product with a really big yellow bar and I know I loved that one, so I'm gonna find another one that has a lot of yellow in it. Or I really liked the purple one and I'm gonna go with something with that. So again, just trying to create new ways for people to associate their end experience with the product and so that somebody can walk into a store and say I want an indica and a bartender says well do you want to feel like sleepy or do you want to feel relaxed but still awake yeah. those are two different types of experiences mm-hmm. and if you're just going off of one word indica there's a lot of, of error that can happen within that mm-hmm.
1: and truly you know I think that the first one you know sleepy and heavy really a lot most of the time you kind of have to manipulate a product to make it that way whether it's manipulate its grow its grow time or you know manipulate it's sitting around time so Mm. the THC degrades into its cbgs and cbn's Mm -hmm. um because it's really hard to find an indica that really i think puts somebody out and i love this idea of indicators because folks shop so differently all the time but more, you know we are all even though it's our least favorite thing to use in cannabis we're shopping with our eyes right mm-hmm. now we're Absolutely. shopping with our eyes and so to have more than just what the bud looks like and the color of the packaging but instead these little indicators that if somebody smokes it and really likes it picks up the box something is going to click with them and there's multiple
2: options for that right you, you can cool. go off the scale or you can go off of the Little uh, word that we put on there that says it's good for hiking if you're looking for that. So just trying to make it easier for for both the customer and for the person behind the counter. And with that, we try to create an experience with our products. For for the moment, you look at it. You're looking at these words and associating different things with it, different feelings. And then when you open the box, we have a quote on the inside, and then you can look on the back of our packaging and learn more about our product. On the box, uh, we also have our link to our Spotify playlist. There's a Spotify playlist for every strain, so it encourages you to enjoy the product with music. That's awesome. Um, We have our events, and then on the website, we have the analytics, the full certificate of analysis for every product on our website, so that you can look there, learn more about the product, we have our feedback form on there. We have blog posts to help you learn more. We just we just try to create an experience from the moment you look at it till uh, till the enjoyment of the product.
0: Full transparency. I like that. And I like the feeling that you give because I can see your product sitting on the high-end shelves in Vegas and California and I can see that also sitting on just the average shelf of any cannabis store anywhere because you always have the demographic coming in that is in a slightly different position than just being in a cannabis store and being okay with it. A lot of times you've got brand new people, my cousin, my aunt, my daughter, my niece, my nephew. Somebody told me, my grandchildren told me to come in. And like you say, you have this wonderful niche. If somebody looks at that, they can feel comfortable that that sits in their house. Or if that packaging happens to be out, nobody's gonna notice it's one thing or the other. And then there's a comfort level that now opens up people because they'll have the experience that goes along with that initial purchase. And the experience will root with them the comfort level of this industry. So I really like the way that you've taken into account all of those aspects in your marketing and and what you are putting forward. And it's just great because that's what we need more of. Thank you. That's awesome.
1: Yes, thank you so much for being so inviting and um, teaching us something today. I love when we go places and we're able to learn from each other. It's my favorite. Could you tell us maybe your favorite personal
2: cannabis story? My favorite cannabis story? Of my own? Yeah. Hmm, So many. Uh, Let's see. I have to say that my favorite story so far has been at one of our events, actually. And it involves cannabis because we consumed uh, before, and most people do, before they come to the events. And at our private events, you can consume. But uh, interacting with all these people that we'd never met or you know, it's one thing to host a party at your house and all your friends come, and it's another thing to host a big event where you're reaching customers that buy your products and are sharing their experience. One event in particular, we had a lot of people that came up to us and told us that, and thanked us for hosting these events because they've, one, always wanted to go to an event where they feel comfortable being, being high. But beyond that, they expressed how wonderful it was to interact with people that they may never have met before and that they all got in in touch because of these events and because of this community that we're building and I think that that was one of the most rewarding experiences I've had with cannabis and a cannabis event. (laughs) I believe
1: it. Yeah, it's, it's hard to meet new people, at least it seems like it as an adult. It's something that uh, one of my family members recently brought up at a Christmas party. She was like, it's really hard to make friends as an adult. And I, I have to say, I really consider myself lucky that I have an easier time as an adult making friends than I did as a child or teenager. And I do attribute most of that to being a part of the cannabis community.
2: Yeah, it definitely creates a common ground among
0: us all. To be in the dark so long. So mm-hmm. the fact that we can come out and enjoy the libation of cannabis yeah. versus yeah. anything else and, and have other people in like mind is very nice. It definitely is new. And the other thing I would like to say just, just to wrap it up. Thank you for all of the interest in the information because you're leading the way and you're doing testing that nobody's done. You're doing, you're offering information that we don't have yet. So everything that you put out and the way that you think about doing it gives us an opportunity in this industry to get information that's never been discovered. And so thank you for pushing along for that as well and obviously with your chemistry background it's it's in your heart and your blood it to do is, it, <laughs> it is.
2: the curiosity just never ends so right? thank you for I being that. curious with me
0: you're welcome thank you so much For more information and content, follow CBD MagCast on SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Visit us at
1: canvasbeyonddope.com.